Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number seven. Welcome, everyone, to the program. It is a wonderful joy to have you joining us today again on the Strategic Living Podcast, where we are all about transforming minds, developing leaders, activating destinies, and ultimately, I believe we can change nations. As always, it's our desire to see you healed, your mind renewed, your mind transformed. We want to see you discover who you really are and all that God has uniquely created you to be and all that he has made you to do. We're just excited that you have joined us to learn more about how to live life and how to live it abundantly. Welcome, everyone. Let's just get started. Well, this is Brian Holmes. It's great to have you with us today on the program and If you are joining us for the first time, I want to say welcome to Strategic Living. And if you don't really understand what this particular show or podcast is about, we invite you to get on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever particular RSS feed you subscribe through and check us out. This podcast is dedicated to helping you to become all that God has called you to be, created you to be. I believe with all of my heart, most people are living their lives beneath their capacity, beneath their potential, and beneath their privilege for that matter. And so we want to come alongside of you and help you to really just come out of your shell and really deal with whatever might be holding you back, whatever past issues, past hurts. And we want to help you to discover hope, discover possibilities. And that's what we're talking about today on this program, as a matter of fact. If you did not hear episode number six, then you're joining us a little bit midstream, but nevertheless, you can just jump right in. But we have on the program today Sharonda Scott, who is a wonderful, wonderful friend of this ministry, wonderful friend of mine and my wife's, and somebody who we really believe in wholeheartedly. And we've been having a discussion in this interview about dreams, possibilities, and the promise of hope. And so I am just delighted to bring you what is, in this episode, part number two of an interview. It's really one big interview, yet we've divided it into two very distinct uh, segments so that you'd be able to really digest and enjoy. But uh, in this particular episode, we're bringing you part two. So if you want to pick up part one so you can really kind of get a feel for where the conversation is going and where we've been already, be sure to jump back and get number six along the way. But uh, before I take you into the interview today, there are a few things I want to just share with you very briefly here. Just a couple of weeks away now, from our Romania Pastors and Leadership Conference. And this is where we go over once every year or two, and we gather together at our expense a number of great leaders, especially the younger generation, those young men, young women who are coming up now in the ranks that really want to see their nation established for the kingdom of God, really want to see the economy to turn principles that are biblical as far as the business sector is concerned to really come to the forefront and uh, just... It's just a privilege to be able to pour into the lives of these great, great, great leaders. For four days now, I'll be in Romania dealing with a number of leadership principles, and I'll be pouring into the lives of 100 to 150 frontline leaders. And over the course of the last several weeks, we've been asking you to consider helping us with this. It cost us $150 per leader to put on the conference. We pay for their transportation to the venue, 
We pay for all of their accommodations, their meals, all their materials. It's a way of investing into a nation by investing into leaders. And so we invite you to check that out at brianholmes.com forward slash Romanian dash leaders. And that's Romanian with an N on the end of it, by the way. Someone asked me the other day. So it's brianholmes.com forward slash Romanian dash leaders. Also, just right up front, I'll share with you, if you'd like to subscribe to our updates, we send out a beautiful email once or twice a week with updates of the various blog posts, the video segments we're putting out called Monday Mastery. Also, this podcast is always listed there and any of the resources we might be sharing with you along the way. We'd love to just come to you that way and make sure that you're receiving all that we are uh, releasing here from Strategic Living. Please subscribe to the podcast and I'll just say up front, if you want to go ahead and rate us, if you believe we're worthy of a five-star rating, it would help us so much if you would give us a five-star rating and maybe even leave a comment or a review there. That helps us to come up in the ranks. It helps us to become more visible on iTunes, and uh, we just really would appreciate your help in doing that. Also, I invite you just up today to share with your friends. Click share on Facebook. Retweet this. Make sure you get the word out that on the Strategic Living Podcast, we are wanting to come alongside of every individual and help you realize your dreams and your potential. Well, I want to take you into the interview right now with Sharonda Scott, and I will not have the opportunity in this segment to reintroduce her formally, so I'll just tell you that Sharonda is an author, a speaker. She is a life coach and executive coach. She has helped to launch many businesses, and she has a powerful testimony in her own life. She's just recently released a book called A Pocket Full of Possibilities, and we will provide you a link to the show notes, uh, a link to Amazon.com where you can purchase that book in our show notes. Uh, Sharonda's website, which I'm sure we'll say again on the uh, interview here, but her website is walkinginpossibility.com, and I really encourage you to connect with her. So it's going to be a fantastic, fantastic time for you to share, to learn, and to grow Let's go right now into part two of my interview with Sharonda Scott. Well, we're back in the studio with Sharonda Scott. And if you did not hear episode number six, you want to go back and pick up the first half of this interview. It's really powerful. And Sharonda, of course, if you are not aware, she's an author, a speaker, a life coach, and has over 25 years of experience helping people to really awaken their dream and become all God has called them to be. Great to have you back in the studio with us. This is part B of the interview, and I'm just having a blast. Brian, I'm so glad to be back, and I'm just so excited. And as I uh, even ended up sharing last time, man, you just get me you you get me pumped when I come <laughs> into the studio with you. So I'm excited to be here. You know, I find that when people are connected to their passion and to what, and we use this phrase a lot, but what God has really created them to do and to be, if we can ever find that lane the passion, the energy, the excitement comes with that. You don't have to go hunting that down. I tell people all the time, if you are having to fight every day to find motivation to get up and go to work and do what you do, you're probably not in your lane. And uh, I just, you know, to me, I, I I couldn't live a life where I was doing things that I didn't enjoy doing. But just having conversations like this is just so fulfilling and exciting to me. And I trust it's helping some folks out there. I know it is. Well, let's pick up where we left off. You were talking about Pocket Full of Possibilities. By the way, Sharonda's new book is out, A Pocket Full of Possibilities. And if you have not gotten a copy of that, you can go to Pocket Full of Possibilities. No, I'm sorry. What's the website again? Walkingimpossibility.com. Walkingimpossibility.com. And pick up a copy there. I encourage you. It's a fantastic read, and it will absolutely help you in your journey. Well, we were talking a little bit in the first 
uh, part of the interview about transition. And I spent a couple of episodes of this podcast talking about transition. And you were sharing with me offline that you, you've you kind of experienced that in your own life, not once, not twice, but probably several times. But more recently, you were sharing some things about that. Tell me about your process and how that sort of unfolded in your life. Brian, I think uh, as you shared last time, I actually had the opportunity to be a part of the ministry team at my church here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Mm-hmm. And I actually worked as the director of counseling uh, for that ministry. And I just was passionate about counseling others and helping them discover more of the identity of who they are and, and really connecting their identity to their dreams, to their destiny, to their purpose. And so as I was transitioning, I had reached a place in that particular uh, role that I was actually going to be transitioning out of that role into a new role. And I was actually had to grieve that. I mean, we talked a little bit about that on the last one and I was grieving. I says, Oh, I'm going to miss this so much because I love sitting across from someone and actually, you know, helping them discover, uh, more of what uh, God had for them. And so I says, Oh, how am I going to leave this? And so, and it was just that quite whisper, the voice of God and speaking to me says, I'm going to increase this. Yeah. And I, I didn't know what that meant, but, you know, in that transitional process, it's like I stepped into a new role, which was uh, working with all of our small group ministry and, and developing small group leaders in our church and had the opportunity to really work with hundreds and hundreds. We had uh, about uh, 500 small group leaders. So it was like uh, stepping into a new role that I knew was a part of the gifting that I think God was really awakening even more. And that was the leadership development role. Mm -hmm. And so just in those transitions, I realized that when I actually left my role and the fullness of all that had culminated really brought me to the place of, you know, this speaker, this uh, leadership developer, this trainer, uh, and even this coach It's just like God married the, the vision of that counseling backdrop to my life to what I do in the coaching and consulting role and even merged the background that I had in business many years before going on staff there at my church. So it was a transition for me to actually launch my own business Mm -hmm. and to think about, okay, how am I going to really do this? You know, I did not consider myself an entrepreneur and I was very happy in being a part of a team. And it's not that I'm not a part of a team today, because I still believe even in business, you need to be connected and, and partnered together. So that transition was about marrying all of the backdrop of my life into more of the fullness of where I was going. And we think about purpose and what you're called to do, but then we think about destiny and where you're going. And mm-hmm. so I saw how God took the backdrop of the purpose of my life and merit that so that I could move more toward destiny. So it was tough transitioning because of the uncertainty and just not sure of what it was going to look like. And I think that's where people get hung up because they're thinking, I don't know what it's going to look like. Yeah. You know, I don't know what it's going to be. And for me, the possibilities that uh, I began to walk out, it was something totally new, Yeah. but it was still the backdrop of, of my life. So transitioning um, off staff there and from my role was uh, kind of a, a huge fearful step. And I was like, man, I don't know what I'm doing. I felt like I was kind of floundering. I'm going to drop you a loaded question here because 
one of the things that I didn't talk a lot about in the previous two episodes on transition was uh, relationships. You know, I find that when I am moving from one place to another, that not everybody that that you've walked with to this point and in that particular season of your life and in those roles in your life, when you move to the next place, not everybody can go with you. And I think one of the things that people face as a part of the fear factor of transition is just this uncertainty of, man, am I still going to have that relationship? Am I going to be able to interact with that person on the same level? And and it's hard to let go of relationships. It's hard to even redefine and repurpose relationships. So in your transition, what did you find to be true? How, how did that relationship piece play a role in that deal? I absolutely agree with you. And even um, one of the things that I coach individuals on, I use, I call it the four P's of possibility. Mm-hmm. And uh, it encompasses it. We start with purpose and then partnering because it always takes someone to actually help you realize your dream and sure. to step into that new place of possibility. Uh, so it's partnering and presentation which basically just if you brought it down to one central thing is like honing the message, you mm-hmm. know, for your life and what it and and what it is that you present to the world around you. And then positioning. So those are the four P's of possibilities. But as I discover in the partnering that God's always brought individuals in my life that would elevate me to the next level, whether it was a mentor, whether it was a coach, even meeting you. Uh, was a a great opportunity that I saw God positioning me for even greater things. It always comes down to being willing to, you know, maybe embrace those new relationships and to, like you said, accept that maybe the the old relationship has changed. Mm -hmm. Because over my lifetime, and I was just thinking about this the other day because I was talking to a friend, uh, she asked me, well, who have been some of your mentors? And this is just for women. And I thought about some of the women mentors that I've had and I consider three just over the last recent years and I would say uh, Michelle McKinney Hammond many may know her you know being a single woman and in my early you know early 20s she was a catalyst for just mentoring me and bringing about Mm -hmm. and imparting and bringing about a wholeness in my life and then as I launched my business a few years ago Dandi Scamachi she was just prolific and she's key she's this huge successful businesswoman who bridges both, you know, I would say ministry and marketplace. And so, and then even more recently, some other individuals in my life, Marshawn Evans. So I've just gleaned from all of these women and even many, many others, but I'm just bringing out three that I would say that really were influential in the next level or the next step, the stage of possibility that uh, God had for me. Yeah. Ecclesiastes 3, which is a scripture everybody's familiar with, but it really speaks to this because the Bible's pretty clear there's a time and a season for everything. I think some relationships are lifetime relationships. Some relationships are foundational to your life in that you'll have this person in your life forever. And I find, for example, I I have a very powerful relationship with a great man that uh, started in 1996 at the time, I was wet behind the ears, didn't know much about much, but he was also fairly young and, and was not in the status he is now, but as his life was growing, God allowed me to grow along with him and, and serve and to be mentored by him. And then during that relationship, which is now 17 years ago, we became friends. Uh, our relationship has 
been through several levels of testing, but also mm-hmm. several levels of growth and development. And so there are some relationships that stay with you a lifetime, but they are redefined in seasons. Absolutely. Because you can't stay at the same place with every relationship forever. If a relationship is not organically growing and developing, then it's probably dying or becoming detrimental. Then there are relationships that literally are just for a season. I mean, a person comes into your life, there's an exchange of life there, there's an exchange of of information and mentoring and and what have you. And it's hopefully it's mutually beneficial, but it's just for a season. And when that season comes to an end, that person moves on or you move on. And that that's uncomfortable. We don't like that, but it just is. And then there are relationships that come and they are there for an encounter moment. And that's it. And, and I find that people tend to want to place all relationships into the first category. They want to keep everybody around forever, and then they want to be able to say, I want to define a relationship like this, when that relationship was sent to us by God for a season, for a purpose. And so we really can't, I understand boundaries and all that kind of stuff, but we have to really be honed in, I think, on what did God intend for this relationship? Is it a lifetime relationship? Is it a season relationship? Or is it a moment relationship? And then really take from that, and I'm not talking about being a taker, but but glean from that, receive from that exactly what God intended. Because I find most disappointment, matter of fact, I'll say all disappointment comes from misplaced expectations. And so let's bring this back now to possibilities. If if God brings a relationship or connection in my life, like some of the mentors you've mentioned here, and I misdefine, if that's a word, what the relationship is to mean, or if I place an expectation there that is not at all in line with what God intended, then I will be disappointed. But more than that, I will probably miss the plethora of possibilities that could have emerged or been generated out of that relationship. So in your relationships over time, I mean, have you experienced like I have disappointment? Have you, have you been, you know, uh, have you ever been guilty of putting wrong expectations on a relationship, I guess is what I'm asking. There have been a couple of relationships in my life that did actually change. And uh, for even when I was transitioning, um, there were a couple of relationships that I think there was some misunderstanding and some Mm -hmm. hurt feelings. Because sometimes when you're transitioning, other people will not understand it. You know, and so so you have to navigate all of those waters. And just sometimes God will even kind of stir some things up. Not that conflict is a bad thing, but sometimes he'll stir it up because he's wanting to awaken you to say, it's time to move on. It's like recognizing maybe a sign of transition. You might be feeling a a frustration, say, in that job role, and and maybe the conflict is different now with, say, that that boss. And you're like, what is going on? Because you know you get along well with everyone, right? So it's like you, you discover that, wait a minute, it's really maybe about uh, time for you to move on. And so not that you leave a situation. I think I asked this question of you uh, in one of your podcasts is how do you recognize the signs and then how do you move forward and move on with integrity? And I think that's the key thing with when you said when redefining relationships, it's all about moving forward with integrity because Individuals that God's placed in our lives are still about elevating and getting us to that next level or to discover that next possibility. So there have been times when I've been disappointed and I've seen how God's brought things full circle 
to help me to make sure that those relationships, when you do leave or, or mend it, uh, yeah. It's just redefined. It's like there's the understanding that let me re- maybe release you to go pursue what uh, what it is that you want to do. That's great. In your counseling and, and coaching individuals concerning their dreams and all of that, have you come across individuals who are living their lives to meet others' expectations of them? Because I'm bringing this around to where I'm connecting relationships to the dream. Because I, I've met a lot of people personally that, they, they are so concerned about not losing a relationship or not disappointing someone else or not maybe not measuring up to somebody else's expectations of them that they literally abdicate their dream. They just give up their dream and they, they stay here in order to fulfill somebody else's expectations of them. Speak to that, if you will. I absolutely have encountered individuals like that. And a big part of I, the challenge is, is like because... You know, most people don't understand that whole concept like you shared earlier, that some individuals are in our lives for different seasons, for different reasons. So first of all, they don't understand that. So they're still holding on to something that they think is supposed to be in their lives. Mm -hmm. And then I find people that have such a giving heart that they have just discounted even their, their hopes and their dreams at the expense of other people. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's almost like discounting the relationship with yourself. You know, we, sure. we've talked about the the soul component part of us. Well, if you've got all these expectations outside of yourself, in some ways you're discounting what it is that you really feel right. about the situation. So I have encountered that. And, and uh, one of the things that I work to do is actually to help them begin to align maybe what they're dreaming, the dream and the desires are to God's purposes. Because are you going to place the relationship Mm -hmm. above what God's purpose really is for your life? And that's really comes down to maybe the choice that you have to make in situations like that. You know, we'd want to believe that it's not an either or situation. Absolutely. And I think, frankly, I, I don't believe God's a sadistic God and he's desiring to yank relationships out of us and uproot all this stuff. That's that's not what we're talking about here. However, I think there are cases where we have to be willing to let go of something in order to have something new. I'll give you an example in my life. You know, I've got a handful of really key mentor relationships. And for the last 10 years or so, those guys have played a role. They have served, it's served a purpose. And I view those relationships as being lifetime relationships. And frankly, I think I'm settled now on the fact that God intends for that to be the case on some level. However, the roles relationships play in my life, I believe now are transitioning and changing to a different place. And in the changing of, of the role of the relationship, the relationships may, are, are maintained forever, let's say, but the roles are changing. And in adjusting to that, now I'm saying, all right, now where does the next season of growth come in my life? Well, inevitably it's going to be new relationships because where I'm going, where I'm heading, the things that I'm trying to accomplish and God's given me to do in this season are going to require a different level of input, probably from different voices. And so I've always been the kind of guy who, I mean, I can meet a total stranger and and get to know them in 15 minutes. But the challenge is, is that I'm not open. My heart hasn't always been open to allowing those kinds of big relationships in my life. Cause I, well, I got these guys, you know, I've got these guys, they're in my life. They're my spiritual covering. They're my advisors. They're my counselors. And I, you know, I'm good. 
But the fact is, is that I believe that every time we're graduating from one level to the next, we should expect new relationships to come into our life, maybe seasonal ones, but they are going to make significant contributions to the development process for that level. Uh, For me right now, you know, I've been around some guys like uh, Michael Hyatt, Dan Miller, Cliff Ravenscraft, and uh, a guy that I'm really connecting to right now from a distance, but we've talked on the phone together is Ray Edwards. These guys are, are, are marketplace and ministry. These guys are doing what they're called to do, but they're they're getting their message out to a broad audience, you know, and, and they're they're becoming, even through podcasting, even through their audio programs and their online training programs, they're becoming mentors to me. So I'm I'm making room for different voices because of where I'm going. So the possibilities that lie ahead of me, the dreams that I have for my future that God's put in my heart to to go after are going to require other voices to help me to get there. So in your book here, I know you talk a lot about the partnership piece. How do you view the necessity of pursuing those relationships? If you're going to coach someone to go after relationships, how do you coach them to go after those relationships and to connect with those people? I'm glad that you asked that question because I am a firm believer that if you're wanting to grow your possibilities, then you're going to have to pursue those relationships. Those individuals really, to be honest, they may be too busy to actually come and find you. Oh, yeah. They ain't gonna, but if they're not coming after you. They're not going to come after you. So if you are wanting to be where they are and you aspire to be where they are, then you're going to actually have to pursue them. How do you do that? And how do you do that? Well, uh, you begin by uh, being getting connected to their community. You know, that mm-hmm. it may actually even start there. For me, with Odundis Gamachi, it started with getting connected to her community through her resources, through her books. Then I actually had an opportunity to connect with her via phone and just really begin to build a relationship. But for the most part, she's mentored me, like you said, long distance. But, I, you know, that identity is like, you know, mm-hmm. going after the resources. So one of the first steps would be, I says, immerse yourself in what they are teaching, you know, and what they are bringing, the content that they're bringing to the the table and how you can glean and learn from that. So I would say that I would say maybe attend events that they actually are putting on uh, with Marshawn Evans. Uh, Like I said, these different women that I just brought up earlier, I recognize that they were important mentors and key, key seasons in my life. Dundee, it was like the business and the professional arena and I had a business background, but I wanted to elevate it. And she actually was a catalyst for that. Even like my company, uh, one of my uh, my coaching company, DFS Coaching Solution, it was inspired by Dundee Skamaji. She's really w- the person and the catalyst that caused me to to move forward with that. And then uh, Marshawn Evans as a, a speaker and as a messenger and really getting your message out, she is a top branding expert mm-hmm. on uh, and how to actually do that. So I attended her event. Yeah, you know, I had an opportunity to attend one of her events, connect with her, and then I'm a part of her online community and yeah. what she's doing. I get her weekly newsletter and her different uh, podcasts that she uh, delivers. You know, we on a weekly basis. So it's you're you're pursuing that relationship. It may even be if it's someone say in your local community. Just calling them up and asking if you can have a sit-down meeting, a lunch, you know, just to glean insight from them. And most people are more willing than you would think because if they are where they they are, then they've had someone else help get them there. So it's like it's not being afraid to ask. 
You right. know, I always tell individuals you need to ask for what you need, but it's understanding what it is that you need that I think a lot of people, you know, miss out on. On one of my recent Monday Mastery uh, videos, I talked about investing in yourself, and I think you've hit on something here because if you're drawn to someone's content and their training or their voice and and you are recognizing that what they're doing and what they're pouring out is benefiting you in your journey toward greater possibilities, your dreams being realized. Obviously I can sit and listen to podcasts. I can buy audio downloads or CDs. I can buy their online training programs and I can connect that way. And to me, you got to do that because if you're not investing in their world, then, then the law of reciprocity is you're not going to be gleaning from it at all. So what I'm saying is, is that you need to invest in yourself, but you hit this, go to where they are, find out where they're speaking somewhere and go pay a registration fee and be in the audience. You know, they may not even shake your hand that night. You might not even know that they're there, but you know what? Go there because, you know, I'm not a big law of attraction guy, but just to put yourself in that atmosphere and get begin the process of getting on their radar, if they're hosting a conference or a seminar, go pay the money. Go be there. You know, a couple of years ago or a year and a half ago, I, no, take that back. I guess it was, uh, yeah, a year and a half ago, I went to Atlanta, Georgia to a speaker's boot camp. And at that place, I met Dan Miller, great New York Times bestselling author, and shook his hand, had lunch with him one day, and just had a quick conversation. Now, he meets thousands of people, so I probably wasn't much on his radar. But you know what? I am now. Because mm-hmm. that seed was planted, and exactly. I invested that money to be able to be there in that atmosphere. This beginning of this year, I went to uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and went to Michael Hyatt's platform conference. And I'm not going to these meetings just so I can schmooze people. That's not the point. I'm going there to glean because I'm a addict when it comes to learning. I want to grow. I want to learn. But it, there's something to say about putting yourself in a position where you can meet people, where you can connect, where you can get on their radar because if God intends for that relationship to be important to you, you have to give yourself every opportunity to to make that connection. And so great, great point there. Uh, let's talk a little bit before we wrap this session up about this. What are you doing coming up? This this idea you shared with me not too long ago about awakening these dreams. And, and uh, I'm not going to tell the name of the company because I'll let you tell that. But it just fascinated me. It got me so excited for you, but also for the hundreds and thousands of people you're going to connect with and be able to help through this process. Tell me about your your venture that you're beginning right now. Well, uh, Brian, is actually called Dream Covery, Revive, and Release. And it's I a, love that. It's about awakening uh, the dreams. And the reason I, I use Dream Covery, because when I thought about dreams and just that whole process of what it really takes to awaken your, your dreams, and I thought about, man, we really are recovering things that are lost for yes. some people. Yes. We're uncovering for others things that they don't even know that they possess. So, and it includes uncovering like gifts and uh, un- uncovering even anointings. Uh, it's uncovering uh, dormant things. And so, and then it's about rediscovering for people. So that's that covery. It's about stripping the covers off of everything. Recovery. Yep. Uh, uncovering, rediscovering, uh, even how your dream connects to your destiny. And so this uh, intensive weekend encounter is about God truly reconnecting your dreams to destiny and awakening the purpose. And so a big part of what we're going to do is uh, awaken. We want to do that. We start with that step because 
uh, of awakening dormant dreams. And so this encompasses giving you permission to dream. It's looking at things that uh, may be burying your dreams. I talk in my book a lot about the ashes that bury our dreams. Mm. And so a lot of times people don't recognize what it is that is actually limiting them. I call it ashes in my book, but really it just boils, boils down to the limitations, the constraints, those things that tend to hold us back, the dream barriers, so to speak. You know, what are the dream barriers that's keeping me from really stepping into and possessing and that dream? that God has for my life. You know, when you hear that term living the life beyond your wildest dream, you know, if that's possible, then let's, how do we get beyond all of those things that limit that? So we start with actually helping others help, helping individuals identify what their dream barriers are. Okay. You know, it can even be, it could be uh, for some, it may be maybe bondages or things from their past I call them limitations, bondages, you know, what we use that a lot in, sure. in ministry. Um, so it's how do you begin to break those things off? We talk about just the brokenheartedness or the mm-hmm. disappointments, the discouragements from, say, the past that are limiting, as well as then we delve into and begin to really uncover and strip away what is your belief system? Yeah. You know, yeah. so in order to awaken dreams, you have to believe that you can maybe be this great speaker or you have something to say yeah that you have a message well if you don't believe that you might as well forget about speaking right 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 because your belief system doesn't align with where you're wanting to go so and then it's about aligning i remember uh you know some of the things that i've done past as it relates to you know my the different jobs i've had the different roles that i've had that all of those things were in essence aligning me yeah. bringing me into full align- alignment with God's purposes for my dreams. Sure. Because if your dreams don't, don't really align with God's purposes for your life, you're going to have a hard time trying to fulfill that. Absolutely. You know? And then activating. A lot of times all someone else needs is for someone else to activate something in them. And, you know, we use that term, but what does it really mean? Right. Activating uh, dreams in other people. And I, I like to say it's about helping them to identify what it is that they truly possess. It's like, you know, when I'm sitting down with a client and even talking about uh, their business strategy and where they're going, my goal as a coach is to ask the right questions that's going to activate something in them, activate that capacity to see it differently, to, uh, to activate the ability to dream about it in a different way or to see that strategy and see how that could work for them. So it's about really speaking to and I'd say calling forth the dreams that others have. And so when you start to awaken, align, activate, people begin to step into and begin to achieve their dreams. And that's ultimately the goal. Your dream is not just for dreaming. It's for fulfilling. Right, right. And so we have to achieve our dreams. And in order to achieve our dreams, we have to be reconnected to them. And we have to reconnect the dream to the destiny. Fantastic. So when do you intend on on launching Dream Covery? Okay. I'm pumped about that. All right. Dream Covery is launching September 27th and 28th. That weekend is going to be an intensive weekend encounter. And uh, people can register. Uh, They can go to Walking Impossibility for the link to register for that event. 
walkingimpossibility.com or .org? I'm sorry, walkingimpossibility.com. .com. So walkingimpossibility.com and Dream Recovery. I would encourage everyone listening to this podcast to connect with Sharonda. There is just a, a wonderful grace on her life, and she is uh, really, really uh, walking in something special right now that I believe uh, is going to change a lot of folks' lives. So Dream Recovery. Get a copy of the book, A Pocket Full of Possibilities. Make sure you uh, do that. Is it available in an ebook format? I know I'm probably asking a load of questions, but it, it is. It is yes. available in ebook format. It's available on Amazon.com. So fantastic, fantastic. So a lot of opportunities for you to get this, Sharonda. It's a pleasure, uh, always a pleasure. We'll do this again, I'm sure. And uh, just, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of the the progress and the uh, the fact that you've gone after yours your dreams, your desires, and the things God's put in your heart to do. And man, we're cheering you on all the way. So thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Brian. I'm just delighted to have been a part of this great podcast. And of course, you know what you and uh, Sabrina and your team mean to me. And thank you for drawing me toward my dreams. I think there are others that draw you more into the fullness of your dreams. So thank you. You bet. Thank you. Well, I want to bring this episode to a close by sharing something with you from my heart Every one of us are born to dream. We are born to go after something. Before the foundations of the world, God designed us. God created us. God, in his own infinite wisdom, in his own creativity, he shaped a destiny for each of our lives. And those desires, those hopes, those ideas, those dreams that once lived in your heart, they're still there. And what we're calling for is for those dreams to be awakened. You say, well, I really have been through too much, and there's just too much water under the bridge, and I don't know if I can recover. I don't know if I can ever get my edge back. I don't know if I can ever get back on top. And I want to be the one to tell you that there's not only hope for your future, but God has already determined in his mind that he has plans for your future. And they're not plans for calamity. They're not plans for difficulty. They're not even plans for poverty or lack. They're plans for your prosperity. They're plans for your well-being. They're plans for your dreams to manifest, to come true. And I want to say to you today, be encouraged. That means be infused with courage to go after your tomorrow. Awaken the dream that is within you. And I believe with all of my heart, ladies and gentlemen, that that thing that God has called you to do, that dream that he has called you to fulfill, it can be accomplished. It must be accomplished. It will be accomplished. And you will enjoy the benefits, the fruit, the joy, the gladness, and all of the good consequences that come as a result of having fulfilled that which God has called you out to do. I encourage you today, believe in hope, believe in possibility, believe in yourself, believe that God has called you worthy and you are capable of performing everything that he has designed you to do. Well, that wraps up episode number seven. And uh, that sound means that we're just about finished here. Just want to remind you of our Romania Pastors and Leaders Initiative. Go to brianholmes.com to find out how you can be a part of that. If you'd like to have us come and speak to your congregation, maybe at a conference, a leadership event, or any other type of seminar that we might be of benefit to you, 
we'd be so honored to serve you in that way. I also want to remind you very quickly that we are conducting one of our live professional coaching certification classes here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area coming up September 20th and 21st. For more information on that, brianholmes.com, and you'll find the information right there on the front page. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to encourage you one last time to subscribe to our updates. We are sending out a weekly email once or twice to share with you the things that we're putting out here on the website and on the brianholmes.com arena. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes or whatever RSS reader you are using there. I want to ask you one last time as well, share this with your friends, with your associates. Spread the word. Help us to help others to become all God has called them to be. Well, I hope that something that we have shared today in this particular show has encouraged you, has challenged you, has uh, raised an awareness in your heart that there is the possibility of a brighter future. And we know with all of our hearts that your destiny and your calling is, is right there in the palm of God's hands. And you can absolutely see all of those things come to pass. If you'd like to comment on this episode, please go to brianholmes.com and go to the show notes. That is brianholmes.com forward slash 007. And we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Your comments, your questions are always welcome. Also, we'd be grateful if you would rate our, our podcast in iTunes. That helps us really to get the word out there. Well, it is that time, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time. We just want to say be encouraged and know that, wow, what a wonderful future you have. You are made in His image, designed for a purpose. You are destined for greatness. We love you so very much and thank you for joining us. We will see you right back here next week for episode number eight. Until then, God bless and take care.